Good morning, America. This is Wayne Ahart speaking for the Old Glory Network podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another message of common sense values designed to make Old Glory great again. Ladies and gentlemen, I have another subject that I wish to share with you that I wrote oh, a little over 12 years ago. And it's very relevant yet today. And the title is Saving America If We Can. It begins with this statement. 1787. Dr. Benjamin Franklin, upon leaving the Constitutional Convention, was asked, Dr. Franklin, what have you given us? A republic if you can keep it, was his reply. Well, that is the charge to the American citizens. The founding fathers gave it to us, and it is up to us to keep it. Keeping it is now in doubt. Those who came before us have kept it since its enactment in 1789. The Republic has withstood many challenges in the 200-plus years and is showing a lot of wear and tear. The current generation of Americans does not seem to appreciate the value of what they were given and the great sacrifices made by our ancestors to pass it on to their progeny. The odds of our generation keeping it and passing it on to our progeny do not appear to be a good bet. There are millions of Americans still fighting the good fight to protect our freedoms and rights granted by the United States Constitution and Bill of Rights. However, we are a divided nation today in so many respects. There are also millions who either wish to promote a socialist form of government or are not paying attention to the degree needed to protect our republic from its many attackers or have bought into the constant drumbeat of liberalism and literally see no threat to our way of life. One is as dangerous as the other. If you wish to place a bet on the success or failure of our generation passing our republic on to the next with our freedoms and rights maintained, you might want to handicap the bet and identify the risks involved in such a bet. The following is a partial list of real challenges that must be defeated or at the very least held in check to assure victory in maintaining our republic for the next generation. The items highlighted are a direct threat to our freedom, security, and our status as an independent country. Many of these issues have the potential to destroy our republic by themselves without regard to the results of the other issues. In no particular order, 
the issues which I believe require our, high, our highest priority in saving America are, one, terrorism. We must not kid ourselves. A highly organized, well-financed, and totally committed radical faction of Islamists are determined to destroy America. This is a battle that will not end until one of us is eliminated, I fear. We must not let up in our pursuit to find and destroy every terrorist cell wherever they exist in the world. No other country has the ability to do this job but the United States. We must be willing to do whatever it takes to suspend any rights or laws in our pursuit of terrorists. They are our mortal enemy, and only one of us will win. What value will our civil liberties be if we are dead or enslaved? Military. The only thing standing between us and enslavement today is a strong, superior military. We have many enemies who would love to either destroy our country or control our country, our people, our property, and our natural resources. If you have any hopes of turning our republic over to your progeny, free and strong, you must never allow our military to be anything but the best in the world. The third thing is the United Nations and the World Court. It is time for our leaders to recognize that these bodies, as presently constituted, are our enemy. We must never permit a world court to exercise any authority over our government, an American citizen, or an American corporation. Justice is hard to get in any court, but will be impossible in a world court run by judges whose goal will be to diminish any authority and or freedoms of America. The world did not establish America. They did not create our Constitution, adopt our Declaration of Independence, and the world must not have the authority to disassemble it or determine it in any way. The United Nations is in a permanent anti-American posture. No matter what the issue, the UN's goal is to neuter the power and authority of America. In my opinion, it will be virtually impossible to reform the UN. Reforming the UN would be akin to teaching snakes to treat mice, which is their primary food source, as their friend and playmate. The UN works against us at all times. America should consider withdrawing from the UN, ordering it out of our country, and forming a new international body with membership limited to democratic states designed to encourage and assist other countries to become democratic. 
membership in this body should require all to commit to collectively fight terrorism and any other tyranny wherever it exists. Immigration. We must never close our doors or our borders to immigrants seeking opportunity and freedom. However, we are glaringly vulnerable by by our porous borders to terrorists seeking easy entry into our country. This must be remedied. The security of our life and property is a higher priority than the ease of entry for legitimate immigration. Property rights. Property rights are the linchpin of freedom. How can one be truly free if she or he is denied the basic right of owning property and all the benefits implied therein? Eminent domain is now a serious threat to property owners. Animal rights activists and environmental terrorists are a threat to property owners. Property rights should mean a lot more than the obligation just to pay property taxes. If you pass down a republic to your heirs with little or no property rights, you have forfeited their freedom and opportunity. Now let's talk energy. America has become like the frog that was put in a pot of cool water, which was so gradually warmed that the frog didn't notice until it was boiled to death. America has gradually become so dependent on oil from foreign countries, many of whom are our enemies, that we may be at their mercy in a crisis. Trains, planes, trucks, tanks require fuel. And we cannot afford to be dependent on enemies to run our country and our armies. Three things need to happen with great urgency. One, all obstacles to domestic grilling must be removed wherever we find oil. Two, all regulations hindering fast-track approval of refineries must be set aside, which means more to our country and the survival or politically correct regulations. And tax incentives to encourage both drilling and refining development. Research on an emergency basis needs to begin to develop new sources of energy unrelated to oil. Now, economics. A republic cannot be maintained without economic strength equal to or greater than all other governments of the world. Regulations and taxes are strangling competitive opportunities for American industry to compete on the world market. If one country has costly and restrictive regulations on its businesses, and they must compete against competitors from other countries that do not have such, it's only a matter of time before the 
high-cost business will be out of business. America is reaching the point where all businesses are basically run by government, federal and local. Almost all decisions are being mandated by federal, state, county, or city agencies or courts. Everything is taxed several times, and every rule or regulation piles on more costs. If you wish to last much longer as a competitive and free system of government, you better do something fast. Now the justice system. The justice system, if it weren't so serious, would be a laugh a minute. There is no justice in our system, period. You've got a better chance of winning at the crap table than you have of seeing real justice through our legal system. Until and if major changes are made, I suggest we quit calling it the justice system and call it what it is, a legal lottery run for the primary benefit of lawyers. Entitlements. Well, believe it or not, there is a limit to what a country can give to others before collapsing under its own weight. To begin with, the government doesn't have anything. It can only give what it first takes away from other taxpaying citizens. And there is a limit to what you can pile on the backs of the doers before you kill the incentive for them to continue doing. Entitlements are an example of government stepping outside the lines or grand plan of our founders as outlined in the U.S. Constitution. The Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution envisioned people being responsible for themselves and gave them the freedom and the opportunity to do so. Politicians, however, in their never-ending quest to buy votes with goodies and the promise of government being their nanny from womb to tomb have created entitlement obligations that will eventually choke the life out of our government body. Entitlements to the federal government are similar to pension and insurance obligations of retired employees and unrealistic wage demands of unions for GM and Ford. Both companies are in meltdown mode at this time, and drastic measures must be taken to save them. The federal government is entering the same dark tunnel due to entitlements. Now let's talk health care. There is nothing wrong with our health care except costs. We have the finest health care in the world. We have the finest doctors, nurses, hospitals, clinics, equipment, and medicines in all the history of mankind. Our problem is that no one can afford it. And it's not the fault of the health care officials. It is the fault of the government and the legal system. Get them both out of health care and let the free enterprise system dominate. 
Nothing will improve the quality and affordability of health care like competition. Open up competition and you will see more doctors, nurses, hospitals, all competing for customers on a basis of quality and cost. Now, the education system. The educational system is afflicted with the exact same disease that has ruined health care. Get government and the lawyers out of education. Return it to local communities and local school boards and administrators and see how quickly education will improve and for far less money. See how quickly local citizens will toss them out until they are pleased with the education their children are receiving. We need an equitable tax system. An equitable tax system is one where every American contributes to the maintenance of their government. Every citizen should be obligated to pay taxes on an equal percentage basis. Those who make very little would pay very little, while those who make a lot would pay a lot. No one should get a free ride, and no one should be asked to pay a greater percentage just because they can. Our tax system is gradually becoming one where the politicians want the voters to believe that they only want the rich to pay. Well, this is a dangerous and unfair path that leads to ruin like entitlements do. It creates a disincentive for the rich to continue to work hard and use their creativity just so the government can take the fruits of their labor in high taxes. The U.S. Constitution, Declaration of Independence, nor the Bill of Rights intended or even contemplated that taxation would someday be based on such an inequitable plan. If the government were not doing all of these things that it shouldn't, it wouldn't need so much money. Unfortunately, Congress does not run government the way average Americans run their household. Most people determine their expenditures and lifestyle by the amount of money they expect to earn. Government determines what all they want to do and then sets the tax rates to raise the money. Whenever you catch all the fish in a lake, there ain't no more fishing. The soak the rich tax system lake is just about fished out. A republic to survive must have an equitable tax system shared by all and does nothing to destroy incentive. Most products are taxed several times on its way to the end consumer, where it's taxed again. Investment earnings are taxed. Income is taxed. Social security is required to be withheld from your taxable income, and then when you reach the age to receive social security, you pay taxes again when you take it out. If all this weren't enough, if you have been successful enough to create a sizable estate, the government hits your heirs with an estate tax. A tax on dying? 
If you're a despicable rich person, that's what happens. Oh, yes. They tax your casket also. What about common sense environmental protections? The environmental rights movement has been hijacked by what I call environmental terrorists. The movement is no longer about the environment, but is a power base of political influence and a money-raising machine. You can repeat these words exactly and apply them to the animal rights crowd. It is incalculable the amount of money spent each year by both individuals and businesses, as well as the lost output of workers due to time spent in complying with regulations adopted for imagined threats. I don't recall the Constitution giving any special privileges or rights to animals, fish, or fowl. There certainly are some common sense rules to protect the environment and keep it clean, just as we would our home, that are good for society and cost-beneficial. But 80% to 90% of all the rules adopted as a result of pressure from movement leaders should be ended. Any rule or regulation kept should require indisputable scientific evidence that it is necessary and that it is cost-effective. Every product produced today may have as much as 30% of its cost directly related to compliance costs of these movements. Religious freedom. One of the most precious rights granted to Americans by our founding fathers was the right to worship the religion of one's choice. This must not be altered in any way. In recent times, however, only the Christian religion, more specifically evangelical Christians, have been under attack and their rights seem to be at risk. Government at all levels and the courts should leave this issue up to the people. However, I think it's inappropriate for taxpayers to finance any religious movement. I have a strong suspicion that if all tax benefits were removed from all churches and ministers, about half the so-called churches would disappear. I believe every church, minister, and worshiper should be free to practice their religion, but without help from taxpayers. Muslim taxpayers should not be subsidizing Jewish worshipers. Hindu taxpayers should not be subsidizing Christians. All church movements should have the right to compete for membership without hindrance or help. Why should churches receive tax breaks? Factionalism. We are a nation of factions. The definition of factionalism is a group of people working in a common cause against other groups or the main body. Partisan conflict within an organization or country that creates dissension. 
We as a country are no longer united into one cohesive group as Americans to protect and defend our way of life and our freedoms as envisioned and provided for by our founding fathers. Republicans and Democrats work against each other instead of together to benefit America. There are countless factions in America today that primarily work for their own benefit and to literally destroy other factions that they view as their enemy. For a very short period of time, after 9-11, all Americas rallied together the way we did after Pearl Harbor to defeat an enemy. But the cohesion after 9-11 was very short-lived. Now, most Democrats are against the war in Iraq, oppose the president's efforts to protect us at home, and seem to root for the enemy just so they can win back control of power for their faction. If the shoe were on the other foot, I don't have much doubt that Republicans would behave much the same way. Factionalism can destroy our republic. We need heroes again. And I'm not talking about sports or movie stars. The greatest thrust of economic growth and improvement in America began in a time when we honored success in everything. We encouraged success in our youth and urged them to work and study hard to be successful and emulate those leaders in all walks of life. We wanted to be like those leaders and wanted our kids to be like them. Leaders in all walks of life were revered and put on a pedestal. Unfortunately, the politically correct crowd has been nudging the country in a different direction. They are changing the grading system in school to protect the psyche of the lower level students. They are careful not to spotlight or honor excellence. Some are doing away with valedictorians to avoid embarrassing lesser students. Youth sports leagues quit keeping score and begin the message that winning is not important. Excelling is not the goal. The intent is very clear. Create an anti-competitive society. Well, who is going to lead us out of this mess? Where are the leaders of the future going to come from? What good is education if you're not going to use it to be the very best you can be? There are always going to be winners, losers, and also-rans in society and among countries. The elitist and PCers want us to be also-rans. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you want? And what do you intend to do about it? Now, I want to make a, a little editorial update here. 
As you recall, I said I wrote this about 12, little over 12 years ago. Well, since that time, Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. And fortunately, he has corrected so many of the ill-advised rules and regulations that we are now the leading producer of energy in the whole world. And we got the greatest economy that any of us have ever experienced in our lifetime. And so things are turning, but we cannot let up. We have to stay vigilant and continue to work to bring our country back that would please the founders of our nation. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, as we sign off today, remember that yes, you can become a millionaire and that nothing is more precious than your freedom. Tune in each week to Old Glory Network Podcast and be motivated to improve your life, improve your opportunities, and help us make Old Glory great again. Be sure to visit our website at oldglorynetwork.com for more information and happy trails till we meet again. Thank you.